Welcome to Language During Mealtime. Certified speech-language pathologist and children's book author Becca Eisenberg brings you creative professionals from the language learning and children's education field. With these ideas, parents can help their children with special needs improve language and reading abilities. Hi, my name is Becca Eisenberg. Welcome to my podcast, Language During Mealtime, episode number 74. Today I'll be interviewing Evita Sherman, author of the children's book, Does Grandma Remember Me?, Evita's passion is assisting the elderly, especially those living with dementia. Her mission is to help people age in the manner they envision for themselves and not through the lens of others. She works to provide data and resources to assist elders in effectively aging in place and equips their families and friends to support their loved ones amidst uncertainty. Working in the elder care field as a licensed nursing home administrator, senior living marketing professional, and certified aging in place specialist. Evita witnesses both elders and families make tough decisions. Some of those decisions result in despair while others result in healing. The key to enabling elders to live life to its fullest is to help them find their voices and exercise their right to choose. Evita collaborates with family and friends to ensure that her mother, who lives with dementia, and her father, recently diagnosed with mild cognitive impairment, maintain their voices, and make well-informed choices as their disease progresses. And also check out, make sure to check out evitasherman.com, which is where the, um, the book is. And it's also, it's been released in February and it's available. Um, and I'm really, really excited to have Evita on today to talk about her beautiful book, who really, I, I just love, I love the way that um, she presented the information and explained something I think very complicated and emotional in a way that kids could really understand. So I just really, really appreciate that. Um, so thank you so much for being on today. Becca, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I love it. So I'm excited to talk to you about it. The first thing I wanted to ask you was, you know, what inspired you to write a children's book about dementia? My niece and my mother um, inspired me to write the book. I found myself in between the two of them at one point when my mother's dementia had advanced to a point where she didn't really know who I was, nor my niece, whom she adores. Um, and I found myself <clears throat> looking at my mother who was looking at my niece as if she didn't know her and she was looking through her. And my niece's reaction to that was to go back almost 20 years and it reduced her to being a little girl who was crying uncontrollably right before my eyes. Yeah. And at that point in time, I realized that I needed to explain this to her, even though she knew that her grandmother had dementia because she had just had a little boy. You know, she was living her life um, as a young woman um, recently married and she just, it, she couldn't understand it. And I said, honey, what is wrong? And she said, what is wrong with grandma? Why didn't you tell me? And so I was able to explain to her really quickly and in really layman's basic terms, what was, what was wrong with her grandmother right then and there. And I remember going home that night or several nights after that and writing the book right before I went to bed 
And I thought that I, it made sense as a children's book so that I could break down um, in, in a child's terms because that's how my niece was presenting herself to me so that she could understand and maybe others could understand. My mother's had dementia for about since 2010 and it progressed from just being mild cognitive impairment with, you know, asking 45 times a day, what time is it? And asking, you know, where certain people are. So, and then now has progressed to the point where we have her in a a locked dementia unit in an assisted living in Cincinnati, Ohio. I, I think the way that you explain it throughout the book is just, you know, it really, it really, it describes it well. And what I, what I love about it is that, is, is that in the end, we know how much that the, the child in the book loves her grandma and how much her grandma loves her. And even though she has this memory loss, doesn't take away how much love there is between them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, I think, I don't know, to me, that was like a huge takeaway from the book because it's very hard. I mean, I think it's very hard on everybody on all ends, but um, I think specifically it's very hard for a child to understand, well, why does my grandma not remember me? And um, the different, um, the different way you describe it, I think is really, it, it's, I think it catches, it just represents it very well, like situations that might happen for somebody with dementia. Like you were talking about asking about the time um, and maybe looking at the person, but not really remembering them. Um, So one of the things I want to ask you is, I mean, you talked about your niece, but what would you like children overall to learn from the book and about dementia? So I'd like for children to know that it's a disease, whether they know that word or not, they know when someone has a heart condition or heart disease or cancer. There are so many things that are talked about in the media among families, especially for those families with other family members suffering from a disease and maybe even passing away from that disease. It's hard for to keep anything like that from children and you really don't want to. It's part of life. The one thing that I... I learned from my mother, having um, talked to her and make to make sure she understood that I'm I'm listening to her, I'm hearing her. I want to know how she's feeling at whatever point in time during her this journey with dementia, so that I can make sure that we are helping her live her life the way she wants to, even though she may not remember. And so she once said to me. I wish I had cancer. I wish I had heart disease. I wish I had some sort of, some other type of disease other than anything affecting my brain. She used to be an avid reader. She was in three book clubs uh, and she loved um, to read. She loved that she had her mind, even though her body was aging. And so in doing so, it made sense to me to connect other disease processes or other diseases that children might understand or know about or hear about to say, yes, this is a disease of the brain. And it makes it so that you can't remember. It's not because you don't want to. And it's because not because you don't love your children or grandchildren any longer. Yeah. 
to me, the biggest takeaway in my work with those um, in nursing homes that have dementia and watching their families interact is that the, the common denominator that you still have is the love that you've always felt for that person mm-hmm. and that you can continue to love them, even though they, they don't have their memory any longer or all of their memory. You know, that is, that's the biggest takeaway for me. Yeah, I, I love that. I really do with the end. I mean, but I'm not going to give away the whole book. I guess I want people to get <laughs> But that really, I left the book feeling like, um, actually, like it was, you know, a little bit sad, but I think I left the book feeling like my heart was warm from it. Yes. It was very sweet. And I, yeah. and because, you know, I have personal experience, you know, just people in my family who had dementia. So I understand. Um, what that's like, what to go through something like that, let's say, because my, you know, my Nana had dementia. So that was, I remember it's like being that little girl. Um, So one of the questions that I had for you is for any parents out there, you know, I know that people have asked me this, you know, at what age would you tell, and maybe it's not a specific age, tell your child that a grandparent has dementia, memory loss, or Alzheimer's. I know some people don't want to tell their children, um, but that was, I'm just curious, like from your perspective, when would be a good time to tell them? For me, it's any age where that child who knows their grandmother, grandfather, well enough to know that their actions during the day, their reaction, their interaction with them is different. You can't hide those types of signs from children. And it's better to let them know and to tell them at that point and to ask them to help you, um, help your grandmother. You know, if she forgets that she puts sugar in her coffee, she's looking for something and she has a cup of coffee on the table, say, Grandma, would you like some sugar? Um, There's a way to extend ourselves to help those with dementia or memory loss in a way that's not punitive, in a way that, you know, you're not reacting as if the person has done something wrong. You want to do just the opposite. And you teach your child how to do that and how to be helpful, how to extend oneself from my perspective. Yeah, I think that's really good tips because I think that's one of the things that I think some parents might struggle with is how do they well, not just explain because we've talked about that, but also how can we get them to feel comfortable in that environment and feel like they're helping their right. grandparents? Right. The thing that I find, honestly, is, and in writing this book in this way for children, is to teach parents and to teach adults how to work with people and how to work with their loved one with dementia. I find oftentimes that they get angry with them or upset with them that they don't remember that you 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 put your earrings on this way or you've only half dressed yourself or you know why are you asking me again what time it is you've already asked me 45 times by by switching kind of the the focus to a child to help them learn to be kind to be patient to be willing to help and to help them advance their day or advance whatever point in time they are in their day to help them. Don't 
argue with them. That's just the opposite right. of help. Exactly. And I'm, like, I'm finding that I can, I can help parents understand and adults understand that concept uh, because often they, they're busy. We're all busy and we have to move forward when we have to, we expect everybody to do their part during our day and not have to have you stop and say, no, 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 you don't put, why do you only have one shoe on and one shoe off? You have to put both of them on. Here, let me do it for you. No, it, it's not about that. It's about, you know, helping, understanding, listening, and then moving forward with that person, the way in which they want to move. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's really uh... It's amazing on like, the way you the way you put it, the way you explained it. I think it's it's true because we do when we talk about teaching children, we have to they they learn by modeling. Yes. And so as a parent, we have to model that behavior. If they see somebody who's upset or angry or visibly frustrated, then a child might, you know, like how would how would they know how to help? So I think it's true. It starts with um the adults. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So, and I, and I, and I see what's so nice is the connection that you have from your professional job to writing the children's book. And I'm sure it's been really well received where you are. I mean, I'm sure it's just a a great tool for families. Yes. And yes, it has been. It has been. Yeah. They recognize that, that they need to model and they need to lead um, and help even others in, in the extended family or even friends, because we're all touched by dementia. Um, whether it's someone with just some memory loss and they have difficulty word finding, um, that makes some people very anxious that they cannot remember the word that they've always remembered for 70 years of their lives or 80 years of their lives. It's frustrating, but you have to help them. Uh, my I'm looking at um, writing a couple of other books for children um, and with parents or grandparents or, or whatever with uh, dementia and different types of dementia. Mm-hmm. And one is word finding. Um, I'm looking yeah. at writing a book that a precocious, you know, grandson decides to fill in the blanks for the grandparent uh, and have a little fun with it as well as one of my, um, my, next book ideas so well i'm excited to see what else you could what else you you write because um thank you for anyone who i i think it's a great tool for anyone who has someone in their family with dementia and wants to explain it to their child for sure and i think you know dementia is very common you know i i think i know very few people that are not touched by it in some way so I think it's just a ex- very, very important topic. And um, I encourage anyone to get this book to use it as a tool. Yes. I know that, you know, I would use it as a tool for sure. Yes. Yes. Well, so is there anything else you want to add before you, um, before we finish up? The only thing I'd like to add is I will be adding to that piece, um, different tools for teachers and parents to my website. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of kind of a discussion guide when using the book, I, I'm actually going to be testing it with my niece's class. She's a teacher. And so I'm going to read my book to her class and have 
some dialogue on Zoom, of course, um, and kind of test a discussion guide with teachers. And then also I have some friends who, you know, are parents uh, and they have uh, relatives with dementia. So I'm going to test both of those before I post them on my website for people to use. Okay, great. So definitely check that out at evitasherman.com. And um, I'm going to have a link there in the post. So thank you so much for today. It was such a pleasure talking with you. And I know that I've learned a lot. I, I think that it's one of my favorite things to talk about is just being thoughtful and reflective about difficult, difficult things in people's lives. And how do we work through? Because we can't just avoid it. We have to, you know, let's, let's talk about it. Let's explain it so we could work through it together because families work through it together. It's not just one person. You know, dementia just doesn't affect one person. It affects the whole family. Correct. Correct. You're absolutely right. Becca, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Thank you. It was great speaking to you. So thank you for listening today. Listen and learn with us at Language Sharing Mealtime. 